Hallelujah. So we're going to continue with the most important things to develop in yourself. The most important things to develop in yourself. Hallelujah. What have we been talking about? God has been speaking to us about very important things. Number one, develop the cryptos man or the inward man or the hidden man of the heart. It doesn't exclude women. Man, which also means woman. Amen? So the cryptos man or cryptos person. Oh, hallelujah. And that's very important. So we began to talk about, we read from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. What does it say? That your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is going to be powerful. I want to encourage you, if you are watching uh, online, I want to encourage you to invite, I mean, to share, to just share, 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 and be blessed. Hallelujah. Because God is going to bless somebody today. Amen. And those here expect God to do something wonderful. Hebrews 4.12. This is a quick recap. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder, of soul and spirit, and of the joint and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Then we also read from Colossians chapter 3 and verse 10. Colossians or Colossians chapter 3 and verse 10. What does the Bible say in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 10? Hallelujah. Lie not one to another. Seeing that he have put off the old man with his deeds. So you see that there is the old man putting off the old man. Amen? Amen. Then 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 4. 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 4. 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 4. But let it, let's start in 3. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 3 and 4. Whose adorning, let it not be that outward adorning of plating the hair and of wearing of gold or of putting on of apparel or clothes or clothing. Verse 4. But let it be the hidden man of the heart in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. Hallelujah. Of great price. So the Bible is saying that it is a great it is it is a great thing to have a meek and a quiet spirit. It is of great price. I'm not getting what I'm saying. It is of great price. Amen. Let's continue. So we said that the most important to God is the heart. Then we talked about David. We read from 1 Samuel chapter 16. And then we talked about the fact that. You and I can be strengthened with might by the Holy Spirit in our inner man. And we read from Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16. Hallelujah. And then we also read that we are fed by the word of God, which is 1 Peter 2.2. 2. Then we talk, talked about the fact that the things that are hidden in us are revealed by the word. Hallelujah. Jesus said, an, an evil tree cannot produce evil fruits. A good tree cannot produce evil fruit. Or rather, a good tree will, will produce good fruit out of the, the, the abundance of the treasures in their hearts. And an evil tree or evil person will produce evil fruits out of the abundance of the, tre the treasure or, or, or the abundance of the evil things in their hearts. Hallelujah. But each person will produce what is in their hearts. So you and I must make sure that out of the abundance of our hearts must be positive things. Amen. Because what is in your heart will come out of your mouth. How, how do I know what is in my heart? How, how do I know whether 
evil is in my heart? How do I know whether malice is in my heart? How do I know whether envy is in my heart? How do I know whether hatred is in my heart? How do I know whether wickedness is in my heart? It is based on what is in my heart and what I can see. When you get the opportunity to say something against someone or to say something against a church, even if it's CRIC, or to say something negative against crusades, then it shows that in your heart, when you meet God, God is going to ask you, why did you have something negative to say about a church? Whether it's Gublegog International, whether it's CRIC, whether it's Lighthouse Chapel International, whether it's Action. No one should say anything negative about a church. Hallelujah. No one should say anything negative about anyone doing something for God. It shows that what is in your heart is hatred towards what God wants. But only that you've not said it that way. Because there are a lot of implications and interpretations. Hallelujah. When, when, when we do certain things, God sees it as something else. For example, if you are not fully for him, he says you are not against him. He that is for me will gather with me. Otherwise, he scatters abroad. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. That's why when someone was preaching in Jesus' name and some of the apostles said, no, let's call lightning from heaven to strike him down. Or let's, let's, let's not allow it. Then Jesus said, what kind of spirit do you have? The one who is speaking in, you, in my name cannot easily say anything negative against me. So you and I must understand what is in your heart. And some people feel what is in their heart is... Uh, Look, ladies and gentlemen, let's make sure that what is in our hearts is the word of God. Amen. Let's make sure that the, the things that are in our hearts are acceptable to God. Now, what is acceptable to God? It is not dependent on what I say. It is not dependent on what anyone says. It's dependent on what the Bible says. So you and I must always be careful to find out what is acceptable to God. Because you and I will be shocked to realize that what is acceptable to God when you read Genesis to Revelation and you're having your quiet time properly, you and I will be shocked that the things we feel are acceptable to God or we are defending, we are actually off. Like Saul of Tarsus. Or like the Pharisees. Some Christians, when they are taking offering, like, there you go. Pastors, all they want is to take offerings to spend the money. It shows what is in your heart. It's not, you are not speaking against the pastor. You are actually speaking against blessing God financially. That's the real reason you are speaking. And God sees it that way, interprets it that way. Because he said it so many times in his word. He said it in the Old Testament. He said it in the New Testament. And without offerings and those things, how will a church survive? So if someone comes and it's time for offering and they start to criticize. Then God interprets it as, you don't want to give to me. Because if you truly want to give, I don't know if you get what I mean. If you truly want to give to me, you would respond accordingly. So you and I, what is in our hearts? Are you someone who is a womanizer? Well, there are no womanizers here. There used to be a womanizer who is no more a womanizer. Are there menizers here? I don't think so. Are there uh, 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 thieves are there gossips? What are they? It depends on what is in my heart and your heart. Hallelujah. Look at Matthew 23, 27, and 28. So it's always important. Like I've been taught, I've, I remember being taught many times about the marking scheme. The marking scheme is the Bible. So it's very important to find out what God accepts. What are the things that God is going to judge you and I on? That, and, 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 and find scriptures on it in the mouth of two or three witnesses. Every word will be established. That's what I do. I try to find what is God going to judge me on. I'll do it. I know God is going to judge me. Uh, before you get here, look at Matthew 25. Let's start from 34. And I'll tell you what Jesus is going to judge me on. And I'll tell you why, what I did as a response to that. Okay, let's start from 30. And then we'll walk our way up. Verse 31. It's 34, but I want to get to the start. 31, please. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory. So this is a true thing that he will do. 
How many are getting me? And all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. It's an actual factual thing he's going to do. It's not a, a parable. This is what Christ will do. And before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another as a shepherd divided his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goat on his left. This will happen practically. Continue. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come ye, blessed of my father. So this is the marking scheme. This, this, this is what God is going to judge us based on. Not just this, but this, are one of, this is one of the, the things. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come ye, blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Christ was slain for you and I before the foundation of the world. For I was unhungered, and he gave me meat. Uh, is it, this is, look at it in, in let's use uh, NLT for this. No, sorry, NASB for this. Verse uh, 35, until we finish it. NASB. So just go to 35. Don't do anything with the verse. NASB. Good. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. Now, anytime you have helped the poor, you have fulfilled this verse. Glory to God. So I can't be judged by this. But if you've not been able to give to the poor, then it's, that one is between you and God. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. Was there anyone thirsty? I'm talking about a poor person who is not a relative. And you gave them something to drink. I was a stranger and you vis invited me in. Invited me in. Have we seen strangers come and we invite them like first class citizens? Naked and you clothed me. Have you given clothing to the poor before? I was sick and you visited me. Have you visited someone before who is sick? I was in prison and you came to me. Because of this verse, I went in Minneapolis and I read, me, myself and the church folk will do that here too. We registered to be mentors in, from the prison. Not only did we go and worship, and I said, we did, not only did I go and preach in the prison, but I registered and I was, uh, I was a mentor. And they taught us about the panic button. There's a red button right in front of you, but I mean behind you. You just need to, I hit it. And I counseled, I mentored someone in the prison. Mentored him, I think about two people. When they finished, they came to church a few times, but the world took one of them out. Hallelujah. But prison, are we visiting those in prison? God is going to ask us. This, this, is, this is a scheme. This is one of the clear things. And you came to me. Next verse. But later on, I'll explain how it's linked to faith and how, how it's linked to why God says this. Why does God say that why does God say that if you, you the, uh, the, goat, the sheep are those who gave, the goats are those who did not give, and the goats go to hell, the sheep don't? Why? It's because of love. How can you say you have love when a brother or sister is in need and you shut up your bowels of compassion from them? How can you say that the love of God, or how can the love of God dwell in you? It's not about fighting anyone. Then the righteous will answer him, unless you need to fight. There are times you need to fight people, but don't go and fight your relative. Don't go and fight people. That's not the, the point. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? Jesus is talking about something that will happen. And when did we see you a stranger and invited you in or naked and clothed you? Thank God he didn't say, made you live with me. But he said, invited me in. When did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? What did Jesus say? The king will answer and say to them, Truly I say to you, to the extent that you did it to one of these brothers of mine, even the least of them you did it to me. <laughs> he will, then he will also say to those on his left, Depart from me, cursed ones into the eternal fire which has been prepared for the devil and his angels. It's this verse 41 that made me know that God did not prepare hell for any human being. Hell was prepared for Satan and his angels. But 
If you think about it, Satan is the one who rebelled against God. High treason in heaven. Of course, the second heaven. There's no, you cannot go to the third heaven and commit that crime. Hallelujah. So he committed high treason and re rebelled against God. And then when you read Revelation, he drew a third of the stars. So he was able to convince a third of the angels to follow him. And because of that, the devil and his angels will be in hell. So if Satan is able to get human beings to also follow him, why should God punish angels which are part of his creation and not punish the human beings who are part of his creation? That God is just. He will have to punish them too. So hell was prepared for the devil and his angels. But any human being who follows the devil and does not give their lives to Christ has to go there too. But anyone who truly gives their lives to Christ would, would have done the sheep, what the sheep do. Automatic. Then he will also, let's go back to 41. Then he will also say to those on his left, depart from me, cast once into the eternal fire, which has been prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me nothing. This is the reason. Oh. The reason is not because you went to sleep with someone. The reason is not because you went to shoot someone in the head. The reason is simply, I was hungry and you gave me nothing. The Bible is saying literally, it means literally, Jesus one day will come, when he's coming to judge, he will come and he will separate the sheep from the goat. The goat. For I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. Whether it's during the, 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 the after the tribulation, it's after here, it's after there. This is what Jesus feels about these things. I was a stranger and you did not invite me in. Naked and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison and you did not visit me. Continue. Then they themselves also will answer, Lord, when did we? Because if they saw Jesus, they would have given him everything they had. When did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them, truly I say to you, to the extent that you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. These will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Righteousness is righteous deeds. Righteous living is helping poor people. Yeah. So people will be shooting in different directions. And when they get to heaven, you realize that you lost your reward. Because you are shooting the wrong, you are fighting the wrong, backing the wrong horse. Because this is all connected to love. Anyway, I'm not talking about that. We'll talk about this another time. Let's get to the message. Hallelujah. What is in the heart? That's why when we have crusades, we don't just have the crusades, but we try to do some, if not a medical outreach, there has to be some helping people. Because we believe this thing. How can the love of God dwell in you when you shut up your bowels of compassion? Hallelujah. Faith is of the heart. Okay, then we talked about qualities that God wants from us. Okay, now how to develop the spirit. Now, when we become born again, there are three levels of development that we all, that, that we all go through. Have you ever seen, apart from Adam, have you ever seen someone just born big? Just born 20 years old? No. Even Christ came to do it as a baby. But Adam just came, boom, Adam. So when we become born again Christians, we start as babies. Then the next stage of development is the childhood stage. Then the next stage of development is the adult stage. Now, it doesn't, now, now becoming a, an adult does not, it, it doesn't come because you've been a Christian for a long time. An adult Christian can be someone who is a, a year in Christ or two years in Christ. But a baby Christian can be a 30-year-old Christian. Because what do you do as a baby? How do you grow? You grow, imagine a baby who is not fed, no breast milk, no food. They will die. Or they are given wrong diet. But the Bible says in 1 Peter 2, 2, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word so that you grow. Hallelujah. 
Now, there's a lot to be said, but the, 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 the spiritual baby is just someone who gets offended easier, easily, easily, not one time. Because if you think about it, babies, they, they, I mean, babies are immature because they, they, they've not developed in their thinking in the same way. Small time, I'm very upset. Oh, you say something, I'm, I'm angry. It shows that you are a baby in Christ. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, look at Ephesians 4.14. Another thing that makes you a child in Christ is if you are tossed to and fro. You are always looking for the next sign. Where is the next sign? Where is the next uh, 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 miracle prophet? There are some people, all they do is to look for these things. All they do is to look for some new prophet in town who is going to prophesy. There was a lady we met in the streets of Minneapolis. And as we met this lady, she had been going through difficulties. Difficulties. No job, nothing, struggles with her living with a boyfriend and misery. They, they were miserable. She also had a friend who was like her. And they used to go, every time there was a prophet in time, I, I believe in prophets. They have accurate, very powerful prophets. I believe in all that. But Jesus said, the ones who seek for a sign is an evil generation. Everything is sign. Everything is sign. Everything I want to see. I'm, not, I'm talking about signs. Hey, we are going to, who's going to pray to pour oil? There's the powerful person in town. All those things are baby Christians. They're children. Children. Now, this lady and the, the, the two ladies started going to all these prophets, but nothing changed. Usually, those people who go, you don't see a change. It's still the same. But it is when you are already established in God, you are strong in the Lord, and you go and see a prophet. Not because you are seeking, but you go and see a prophet because God calls you, God inspires you to go. Then there's a blessing in it. Because you are already mature in Christ. You are, you, you, you are seeking the Lord, and you hear that there's a prophet in town, and your spirit bears witness that, look, this is not a fake. This is a real one. That's different. But we are talking about seek, sign seekers. So, small, should be, the two of them will be going to seek signs. Prayer lines, every, they don't have an established place. They are everywhere. And then we met them. So, we encouraged this lady to come to church and to stop all those things. So, she started coming to church. Of course, we'll have conventions, miracle services, but in general, what really did it was just come to church every Sunday. Encourage her to read her Bible. Encourage her to have a prayer life. Encourage her to build her spirit. That's all. Nothing more. Now, this girl, lady, small time, job. She left the guy. Then, got a business booming. Now, think about it. This other, her friend, was still going to seek signs and was still in the problem she was in. And then, one day, this friend who was suffering said, there's another prophet in town. Let's go. Then, this lady said, ah, we used to go. We didn't see any results. I've gone to a church, and I'm just reading a Bible and praying, and I've got a job. I'm doing well. I've got a business. Why should I follow you? What does it mean? It clearly means that children are the ones who are always looking for these things. Let me show you a verse. Ephesians 4.14. That we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slate of men, and their cunning craftiness, whereby they lay in wait to deceive. Look at it in NLT. There are many people who lay in wait to deceive. And there are people who are tossed to and fro. Hey, there's this here. Oh, no, there's this here. Oh, there's this here. That's all they do. And they don't amount to much. That's the truth. Then we will no longer be like children, forever changing our minds about what we believe. Because someone has told us something different or because someone has cleverly lied to us and made the lie sound like the truth. I was also told of a story about a lady who said something about a river. She's from Africa, where I'm also from. She said something about some river. And this river, there was something going on and... Because of that, she feels accursed. She can't do well, can't sustain a job, can't do well in life. So she went to, she was also the seekers. And it looks like one of these powerful 
people of God must have put something in her. Why do I say it? After she went for the program, it got worse. After she went for this miracle thing, she got worse. Of course, I'm, I'm talking about examples. There are good examples too. But it has to be people who are not seekers. Look for the verse when Jesus said, an evil generation seeks for a sign. Hallelujah. How many I get what I'm saying? So this lady be- went to a church because she heard that there was a man in town. Can you believe when the service was going on and they were praying for her? She- this tore the bread, the, 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 tore the, the shirt, bah, tore the button. Then the, <laughs> the bra was there, tore the bra. God will not let you do that. Tore it, and she was shaking. Then it, it took six or seven men to hold her. Then she was removing her belt, and the guy said, no, I have to come and intervene. And they drove her out. So one of the members said, you know what, she's... She feels accursed, and most likely something bad happened to her during those prayers. So I'm bringing her to your church. To church, can she come to church so you pray for? Her? I said, yeah, bring her. Because I use the God prescribed prescribe methods. Simple. You'll be shocked when I finish telling you. Then, when she came, I told her that look, there's no oil here. I pour oil, but there's not oil. It's a problem. What I want you to do is to come to church. Or if you have a church, go where you are. Make sure you read the Bible every day. Make sure you pray every day. I cast out whatever spirit was in her. I prayed for her. No oil was poured. And I told her to make sure she does these things. Go. All those things will vanish, of course. All those things will vanish. Look at Matthew 16. A wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. And there shall be no sign uh, No sign. And there shall no sign be given unto it but the sign of the prophet Jonas. And he left them and departed, which is that you will die for three days and rise. That's the, prophet, the sign of the prophet Jonah. Hallelujah. So you see that a, a wicked generation seeks for a sign. They were looking for the sign of Christ coming from heaven. Those are children. It doesn't mean don't like this. Me, I like these things more than many of those people. I like those things. When I go to a place that I trust, hallelujah, like my former church, we are, the hands, we are ready. Uh, in fact, um, that's what I'm looking for. For pants to be laid, poured. If you go to someone you trust, but it's not as if you are moving around, but you pray for yourself also. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. It's very, very important that we learn not to be to and fro. Every, everyone, once you hear that the person's powerful, I'm going. There was a time there's someone who has almost a million followers on Facebook. And then something tragic happened. And I started to ask myself, God, how could you allow this? How could you allow this man of God? This was a pastor or prophet. How could you allow this man of God to kill his wife or whatever? And it's a mess. I don't understand God. You, 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 you won't just let, you won't do that. Does that make sense? You could have stopped him. No. Then I started to go into his messages. He doesn't even believe in Jesus. <clears throat> but people didn't know. But when you go into his messages properly, you realize that he's saying that, oh, he's not the only way. It's so, so many complex things. He doesn't believe Jesus is the only way. But he's saying he's a pastor. So many people, when you look for signs, you get all these things. There's someone who went to a church and no, if I had her church, the, her, her pastor invited someone to come to the church. When the person came, she wasn't married then. When the, the, the prophetess or prophet came, the prophet was selling certain chemicals in a bottle. When you go, you enter, you have to pay some consultation. That's not, I mean, but... When he met, she met the girl, the lady. 
She said, it's demons that are affecting you. This is an enamel of spiritual enamel. I want you to put it in your bad area and purge the demons out. I told her that is rubbish. Don't waste your time. This nonsense. That's what people want, to bath in tomatoes. In the night, instead of praying. At midnight. Instead of reading the Bible. Kaba, Shandala, Baba, reading the Bible. That will solve the problem. Think about it. Sometimes the things are so simple. There's a lady. When we, used to, when we first started the church in Minneapolis, there was a lady who used to come to the church. The family was involved in something evil. Now, someone cursed, maybe some wizard, somebody in the family cursed a line. <laughs> the great-grandfather who was alive, died. The guy said, look, do you die? He listed the, the people who die. A would die, B would die, C would die, John would die, Mark would die, Susan would die, Jennifer would die. He listed them. One by one, they started to die. They started to die. <laughs> they started to die. Of course, they were not Christians. Then it was one but her. And the mother said, look, let's go and see somebody. These fetish people to clean it. Because they say that will solve it. She asked me, I said, don't do it. Just fast pray, read your Bible, and forget it. Then it got to her turn. And she asked again, I said, the same, the Bible. Just do what you have to do. Don't go and do anything else. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. It's so important. If we are children, then so many things can sway us. So many things can deceive us. So many things can affect us. I told you the story of the envelope that came with the white powder. <laughs> you were, you did, yeah. It couldn't burn until the oil came. There are so many, I mean, the examples are endless. There was a guy who was very spiritual. If I'll tell you that and then I'll tell you about a prophet and a marriage. Remind, remind me, prophet and marriage. In fact, let me tell you that one. Then I'll tell you about the laying out of hands and what the person, when God opened his eyes, what he saw, if I forget. There was a lady who had married, officiated her wedding, she and her husband. Then a prophet told her, I'm, it's not I'm picking on prophets, there are very powerful prophets out there. But a prophet told her that this is not your real husband. But your real husband it's not this one. So it's going, the marriage will end soon. The woman wept to me, wept to me crying, and said this was the prophet. I said, I don't know who this so-called prophet is, but it's a so-called prophet. But what I can tell you is that that's rubbish. And then I prayed that demonic utterance from her. This was like 2010. They are still married. Actually, they just had their wedding not too long ago. It shows that when you seek for these things, then there was a man who is spiritual. He went to a church and look, the pastor was praying for the people. As he laid hands, the people would shake and fall. He would lay hands, the people would shake. I mean, manifestations are hot. Blow. It's real. I've blown and people have fallen before a number of times. So that's real. But you can also have the demonic tool also blow. The guy was blowing all these things. Now, when he laid hands on people, they were shaking their, on their chair and fall. Lay hands. Ah, fall. <laughs> then it got to his turn. As he was about to lay hands, God opened his eyes and he saw a demon in the man. And he, didn't, he was not able to touch him. Then he went to the next. Did, did you understand that? children tossed to and fro but that's not our story Amen. and I've come to see all the time I've been in ministry it's not like I've been for thousands of years but the short time I've been in ministry most of the people who are seeking those things 
are usually not mature and are always having problems and never have solutions. Yeah. Thank God none of us are like that. <clears throat> then the adult stage, spiritual adulthood. Hebrews 5.14. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, mature. Even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Any Christian who is mature, at this stage you begin to love the meat of the word. If you, are, if you don't love the word, you are not mature yet. <clears throat> I'm not saying you, you, maybe you might be busy and you are struggling to read the Bible and here and there and you are forcing, but you have to force. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about someone who doesn't care for the word. They are not mature. A mature Christian, if there are two seminars in this church here, <laughs> you know what I'm going to say. Two seminars in this church. <laughs> Seminar A is deliverance, no, is, 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 is breakthrough certainty. Seminar. Seminar B is love God more or a deeper relationship with God more. Seminar. I can guarantee you that this seminar of breakthrough will be packed to capacity. This other seminar will be few people because it's only few who are mature. But when you and I are mature, we would love the word. Kenneth Hagen, one day he was praying. In fact, one day he, he was preaching and said that, look, there was a time he was always having services. There was also a time to every time I was having services until I had a dream. That I explained that I had a dream, and God spoke to me in the dream that could get the word in, get the word in. These seminars will come. I mean, this praying for people, falling power. There were times that every half night service, without effort, as you are just speaking, and I just say something, then people are falling power. But it was happening so much, and I had a dream. I think it was uh, uh, one of the bishops, my former church, Bishop Saki, in the dream. Uh, one Bishop Saki just told me that to keep doing it, but wait, get the word in more. Get the word in more. Then I got the word in more. People became mature. Then we started doing those things again. But can I take it? Get free service. People would spy, use the Spider Man in action. People would crawl. Hey. When, they, when you've prayed, you've been prayed for, people would fall. Then Nothing was happening. They, they were still in their poverty. They were still struggling. They were still going through their problems. Everything was still happening. No change. So get free services. People actually, I mean, you can imagine the manifestations. All the manifestations and nothing was happening. <clears throat> so he prayed to God and said, God, what's going on? Your power is clearly there because it is supernatural for someone I'm laughing and pointing at him. And the person is shaking in force. It's supernatural. So your power is present. Why is it that they are still in their problems and their problems are not going away? Then the Lord revealed to him and said that many Christians are trying to use prayer to do what only the word can do. Let me repeat that again. Many Christians are trying to use prayer to do only what the word of God can do. There's a place for the word of God. There's a place for prayer. You can know the word of God and become mature and you just need to speak once or twice without prayer meetings and it will be done. When I'm praying for the sick, I don't need to waste time spending 30 minutes in, in the streets. Remember, Sister Ma, you, we're all in the, on the streets. And there was a man who couldn't hear. And God opened his, his ears in the streets right there. Was it a long session? No. And then there was a lady also. God opened, as we were doing outreach, opened her ears on the streets. That's because the word of God is what matters. If you have to choose between prayer and the word, the word is more important. Why? When you read the word for some time, you pray. 
But you can be a prayerful person and not read a word. <clears throat> what do you think? Unless your prayer topics are, Lord, let me read your word. But most people who don't read the word would eventually stop praying that topic. Am I preaching to somebody? Spiritual mature Christian is someone who knows the word, loves the word, and is able to teach the word of God. <clears throat> what do you think? Is able to teach the word and preach the word. Look at Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12 and 13, NLT. <clears throat> I don't know I'm preaching to somebody. Very, very important. As we are getting there, no wonder I was preaching one time on the authority of the believer. And there was a lady, she told me later on, she had a lamp, big lamp on the forehead. And she said it, and I knew there was no way she would have been able to get that lamp out unless surgery. After the authority of the believer, she listened over and over again and building her faith and building herself. She went home one day after the message and said, this is going. In Jesus' name, I wasn't there. <clears throat> In Jesus' name, out. He left. She came to church to tell me that the lamp has vanished. <clears throat> Mature Christian. You have become, you have been Christians a long time now. And you ought to be teaching others. <clears throat> Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things a beginner must learn about the scriptures. You are like babies who drink only milk and cannot eat solid food. You see, I've come to see that many Christians feel that this is basic and the solid food of the word is when you are talking about receive it, receive it. Or when you are talking about God is going to make a way where there seems to be no way. God is going to open. I see the door opening. <clears throat> then you are dealing with mature things. Because this high level, because you are talking about what God is going to do for someone and encouraging them that, look, God, who glory, God is going to do it. I said God is going to do it. I said God is going to do it. God is not going to stand there and watch you not uh, uh, prosper. How can God cause you not to prosper? He did not spare his own son. If God did not spare his own son, who glory? How would God not do for you what you want? Look at Matthew, 11, Matthew 6, 33 and 34. We'll come back here. <clears throat> and note, Matthew 6, 33. And he will give you all you need from, the day, from, from day to day if you live for him and make the kingdom of God your concern. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Please continue. Oh, where does it say, for all these things do the Gentiles seek? Okay, start from 30. I thought it's 36, or oh, there's no 36. Okay, use King James. <clears throat> okay, verse 30. No, no, keep it, go back to NLT. I think I, I go back to NLT. Matthew 6.30. And if God cares so wonderfully for flowers that are here today and gone tomorrow, won't he more surely care for you, you of little faith? Now, wait a minute. Go back to 30. Now, Jesus is saying that those who worry for clothing, those who need to be encouraged that, hey, it's yours, are of little faith. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody here. It doesn't mean from time to time you don't need encouragement. I'm talking about a daily basis. Every time you need, hey. That is different from myself who needs encouragement from time to time. Every, human, every Christian will need encouragement on a regular basis from time to time. You, things are not going well. You are mature. Oh, God, open doors. But that's what you feed on. And if God so 
And if God cares so wonderfully for flowers that are here today and gone tomorrow, won't he much more surely care for you? You have so little faith. Continue. So don't worry about having enough food or drink or clothing. Jesus is calling a little faith. Why, why be like the pagans who are so deeply concerned about these things? Your heavenly father also knows all your needs. Now, go to verse 31 and 32 in King James. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? You sure? Therefore, take no thought saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or whether, wherewithal shall we be clothed? Verse 32. For all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. Then verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things should be added unto you. When you read it in context, Jesus is trying to say that those of little faith are those who keep worrying for these things. Those who need to be, to be encouraged every time for these things. But it is actually what the unbelievers are seeking for. But you and I as Christians are not to seek for those things, but to seek for the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So you will see that a mature Christian is more concerned about how to help others than what I can get. Oh, glory to God. Did you get that? I need a stadium for this one. A mature Christian is more concerned about what they can do to help another person. What they can do to help a fellow Christian. What they can do to feed someone. What they can do to help someone and encourage someone. But the child is more concerned about what I can get. Because if God has provided already, then no matter, what you, no matter how many times you beg, how can I beg? Can I have the phone? I beg you, give me the phone. I beg you, give me the phone. Please give me the phone. And I'm weeping. He can't do anything about it because the phone is in my hands. Or, in a better way, can I have the phone? Put the phone here. So the phone, this is my corridor. Please give me the phone. Please give me the phone. But the phone is here. I just need to lay hold of it and take it. And we are begging and begging and begging. How can this be maturity? Thank you. Phoebe, how can it be maturity? <clears throat> I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. You and I, when we are mature Christians, let, now let's go back to the, the verse as we close, uh, Hebrews 5.12. When we are mature Christians, we will love the word. Any opportunity, we will choose the word. Now, I want us to ask ourselves, did we here, those of us here and those on Zoom, well, and those watching, if there was a seminar where you are, and one of the seminars was, was Open Heavens Breakthrough What? Revival. Thank you. Open Heavens Breakthrough Revival. Then there was another one here. Open Heavens of the Love of God. Or How to Know God More. My question is, which one will you choose? Which one will you choose? It shows whether you are a child or you are an adult. I'm telling you. Because an adult would have secured the blessings already in their bedroom, in prayer, and in the word. Because when you read the word about what God's provisions are, it establishes it in you. Faith comes and you get it. Even if you go to this meeting, you get it. But even if you don't go, but those here, the word is not so deep in them. Not all of them. Most of them, the word is not deep inside. And because of that, they usually don't get it. That's why they are... I mean, if you, if you went for that revival and you got everything you were looking for, why are you going to the next? Wow. So I'm saying something important. Uh, uh, you see, and uh, is, I believe those things. That's why we are having a miracle. We are having another miracle prayer service on Friday, God willing, in two days' time. 
where it will be miraculous. Already people have started getting the answers. Amen. Yeah. Amen. People already start getting the answers. That three, pray, that three, the list. Yeah, we believe those things. But that is not the focus. The focus is the Bible, the word. Otherwise, we'll be doing it every day. Every Sunday, we'll do miracle. Wednesday, we'll do miracle. No. The word. Many are trying to use prayer to do what only the word can do. What do you think? Next week, God willing, we will talk about how to develop your spirit. I'm not a word, just at a time. Shall we stand to our feet? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hey. We are mature. Oh, I said we are mature. Amen. By the time we finish, don't forget, this is just the first thing to develop. But by the time we finish, you'll be, you, you, you know how to develop your spirit strong. Oh, Mashandala, you, you know how to develop your spirit strong. You, you'll be mighty. The Bible says the people who do know their God shall work strong and do exploits. They shall display strength. Let me tell you the story before we continue. That verse. What is it? Is it Daniel 9, 21? Let's get that verse. I don't want to misquote. And I'll explain that verse. Daniel 9, what? 12 or 21, I think 21. Daniel 9, come on, come on, come on. Daniel 9, the people who do know their God. 21, please, no one. The people who do know their God. Come on, come on, you got it, you got it. Yeah. And such as do wickedly. Now, let's start from 30. From 29, so context is important. Now, yes, yes, context. Let's use NLT even for this. Um, was 30 talking about the daily sacrifice? Go to... Uh, okay. Let's start from 27. Seeking nothing but each other's harm, blah, blah, blah. Continue. 28. Okay, go to, go to 28. The king of the north will then return home with great riches. On the way, he will set himself against the people of the holy covenant, doing much damage, continuing his journey, before continuing his journey. Then, I, I talked about this in 21 reasons why he must not be left behind. Then at the appointed time, he will once again invade the south, but this time, the result will be different. For warships from, from western coastlands will scare him off and he will withdraw and return home. But he will vent his anger against the people of the Holy Covenant and will and reward those who forsake the covenant. His army will take over the temple fortress, polluting the sanctuary, putting a stop to daily sacrifices and setting up sacrilegious objects that causes desecration. Look at this in King James. I want to read verse 31 again in King James. And arms shall stand on his path, and they shall pollute the sanctuary of strength, and shall take away daily sacrifice, and they shall place the abomination that maketh desolate. Then there are two instances of this in the Bible. But let's continue. And such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries. But the people, oh glory. I said, but the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. NLT, is it NESB? What does NESB say? Shall, shall, shall be strong and take action or something. Let's, let's look at NESB. But the people who do know their God will display strength and take action. Now, when you read the context of this, it's, it, there are two times the abomination of desolation will take place. One took place already is here. The second will take place in the temple when the, by the Antichrist himself. He will sit in the temple as God and because he's sacrilegious and he's evil, it is the abomination that makes the temple desolate. Or God out. I don't know if you get what I mean. Now, there was a man called Antipos in history. I might get the name wrong, but Antipos Ant, Ant, or Antipos or whatever. Now, this man, 
went to took over the Judea area and stopped the daily sacrifice in the temple. Stopped it. Just like Daniel said. Stopped it and did not allow any sacrifice in the temple. Getting me so far. Then he, he, he erected a, a, a swine or a pig. He erected it <laughs> in the temple and desecrated it with sacrifices of Zeus and he, he, he desecrated the temple. Now before that, the people of Israel were not happy that he had come to take over Judea and stop the sacrifices. They were not happy. Then there, was the, there were the Maccabeans who were not happy at all about it. The father tried to throw, throw them out but it didn't work. Then his son Judas. Judas was not a bad name till Iscariot came. <laughs> his son Judas, Judas Maccabees. When they slaughtered the pig and they put, they erected the, the thing of Zeus and made the temple desolate, then there was the Maccabean revolt. And this verse took place where because they knew God, God they this is, this is, this is, and drew them out. They threw the enemy out of the place. Yeah. So, yeah, you can put your hands together for the Lord. So, it shows that when you know God, you will display strength against a great enemy and take action and draw them, throw them away. And it could be the enemy of your life or someone's life. Throw them away. The people who don't know their God, they shall display strength and take action. Shall we pray? Oh, glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. May we display strength because we are mature in Christ and we know our God. We know our God. We know our God. We know our God. And we are displaying strength. We are taking action. We are taking action. In the name of Jesus, we are taking action. Taking action. We are taking it. We are taking actions. Oh, Mashando Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. May we develop our spirits, oh God. May we move from child. Those who are children, may they babies, may they move to adulthood. Those who are children, may they move to adulthood, oh God, in their spiritual lives in the name of Jesus. May they eat the word of God. May they develop their spirits. May we develop our spirits. May I develop my spirit. May I develop myself by the word of God. May we grow more and more each day. May your word, which is a light unto our feet and a light unto our path, cause us to grow, cause us to mature, cause us to do the right things in our lives. May we develop our cryptos man, our spirit man, our inner man, our inward man, the hidden man of the heart. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let's sing a song before we call for salvation.